Hey guys, I, t- I have so many things going through my mind. It's so good to see you. I tell you, I'm thrilled to death. We- we've got people gathering here. We've got people going to watch us online. Uh, there are people that follow us later. There are people gathering, like we're gathering, in big churches, small churches, all over the place right now. Sometimes it, you know, God looks, it feels like God's little in our world. Like, where is God at? He's everywhere, man. I'm telling you, there's some exciting things. Like our kids in Gatlinburg this weekend. Brian, a shout-out to those guys and Bridget. I mean, it's just pretty cool that they're everywhere. People are gathering uh, in other countries. Connie and I have just come back from Vancouver. We went to church up there, a couple of different churches with our family, with our son. I mean, I'm just really encouraged that God is everywhere. And we're talking today about friends, and everybody needs a friend. Say amen? amen. And church is a place to make good ones. I'm, I'm serious. So I don't know how you guys got here. Some of you got an invitation, and you're like, I don't know if I want to go or not. What, what, what is it like? What's it about? What's, how long is he going to talk? Just pull in for a second. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to make this easy. This is, a, this is about friends. We all need a few. And uh, I, I'm going to describe how not everybody who says they're our friend really are our friend. I'm going to give you a little wisdom. We're going to talk about wisdom because that's what we're in this series in Proverbs. But I want to start with this thought. I, I live out on Pedro. Connie and I have been out there since we came back from Texas uh, about 20 years ago. And so I got to drive down Salem, Pedro, go that way, go home. It's about seven miles from here. And this past week, my neighbor got a goat. I, I'm just telling you, my neighbor got a goat. It's a white goat. I kept telling Connie, I said, them guys got a goat. And she thought it was crazy. I said, no, there's a goat. Matter of fact, that goat's, he's He's out. He's eating grass. He's eating green grass across the road. He's in he's in the neighbor's yard. And I kept telling her, I said, this, you know, they're going to find out. They're going to discover this guy's got a goat, and he's over munching on somebody's pretty green grass. He's hard to keep in. He's a goat. You ain't a goat. You're not going to keep him in. And so Connie drove by yesterday. She said, you know what? You're not crazy. I saw the goat. He's over he's across the road. He got out. You can't keep a goat in. I'm telling you what. You have no way. And it made me think about what Jesus said about the separation of the sheep and the goats in Matthew chapter 22. There's going to be a separation of the sheep and the goats. You farmer guys, come on now. You're in the sheep bunch. You're supposed to be if you follow Jesus. He's the good shepherd and you're a sheep, not a goat who wanders. But daggone it, if it ain't the truth, even sheep tend to wander and think the grass is greener on the other side. Amen? And how, how are we ever going to get over that? Well, you need a good friend who will tell you, come on, fella, get back over here. That's not our yard. That's not our field. That's, that's not where we're supposed to be eating green grass. Stay over here. You need a friend who will tell you the truth when you begin to wander, like got into somebody else's yard and you shouldn't be there. And that's really all this lesson is about. I'm going to guide you through what Proverbs tells us in a few different verses about the difference in a friend and an enemy, one who is wise and one who is foolish. And it started last weekend. I said, if you don't get the part that I gave you last weekend, you're not going to get the rest of it. So last weekend I said, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, that the fear of God and the respect of God and the honor of God 
is where wisdom begins. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. If you don't put God at the top, good luck with being a wise guy or a wise girl or a wise family. Good luck. You're going to get a bunch of people that tell you that they're your friend as long as you got some jingle in your pocket or there's something that you got they like to have. But you're going to meet a lot of people that are really not your friend. If you don't have wisdom, you can't sort it out. You need people in your corner. You need a few people that you can trust. You need your favorite five. Give me your phone right now. If I were to walk down every one of these rows and say, let me see your phone. And I were to open it up and I look and see who you've talked to with messages the last 24 hours. I can tell you who your favorite five are. Because those are the people you talk to the most. That's the people you've talked to in the last 24 hours. Some of those people don't need to be your favorite five. Maybe two or three. Not really your friend at all. Maybe they got some kind of agenda or motive. Like the goat. Come on over here. Yeah. Grass really looks good over here. Tastes really good. Come on over here. You need somebody that will tell you to get back in the fence. Get back over here on the other side of the road where you belong. Say amen. amen. You guys got it. You understand it. So let's read this together. Let's try to understand uh, the message here in Proverbs. And I'll take you through this. But uh, our parents worry about us when we're little that we're going to sit with the wrong guy on the bus. Don't you sit with Billy on the school bus. He picks his nose. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, they give us great advice. You get into the cafeteria and they tell you, don't sit by Susie. She'll steal you. She'll steal your little Twinkie every time. She'll grab it before you can get it. So I'm sure our parents were worried to death. Like we're going to sit with the wrong people, talk to the wrong people. And they got pretty good reason because there's a lot of people that are going to just coach us in the wrong way. Come on over here like, you know, a sheep that's supposed to stay in the sheep pen with the good shepherd. We're going to end up getting coached to go across the road where the grass looks greener and we'll get in trouble. Say trouble. It starts so young. You got little guys with you right now sitting in your lap. Some of them are back here in the room. Man, help them. Talk to them. Coach them. Be their friend. We all need a friend. Jesus is our friend. I'm going to wrap up today with communion, and I'm going to tell you about Jesus' friends and how come that's important to us to know that he had friends too and that he's our friend, really. No matter who you are or whatever's happened in your life or whatever doubts or questions, whatever kind of goat life you know, goat-like life that you've been living, like, you know, you've been wandering, okay. If he's uh, your savior and he's your shepherd, then he wants to find you and bring you home, no matter how lost you might be. So that's a good story. I'll finish with that. So talking about how it is easy for us to pick people when we're young, and it doesn't end when we're young. By the time you get to be 16, 17, I said last night, probably just now, it used to be people worried about us when we were 16, 17. Now they probably worry about us when we're 11 or 12. It's middle school. What you're doing in middle school. That's probably where it starts now. Got a lot younger. And so everybody starts asking a lot of questions. Who are you riding home with? Who, who was it that you said was going to come and get you? And we start asking a lot of questions. And by the time you're 11, 12 years old, you think like, that's none of your business. You're being too nosy. And we like don't want to talk about that. But they're really concerned that we're going to get, you know, influenced in the wrong way with people that who really not a sheep but pretend to be a sheep sometimes, but really they're more goat-like and they want to get us in trouble and coach us to go across the road. And that's not good. Say, not good? 
That's what happens when you're 11, 12 years old, and then you grow up and you become an adult person. Look at you sitting in here. Look at you. Some of you got a, some of you got a lot of years. Some of you got just a few years. But look at all the grown-up people in here. And you say, well, now I've arrived. I've got it. I figured this out. No, you don't. Not if you don't have the wisdom that I talked about in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. I don't care how many phones you got. I don't care how many friends you got on Facebook. If you don't have the wisdom of God, the fear of God, the respect of God, the honor of God, if you don't know who God is, you're just dumb. I'm telling you guys, it's true. And you say that you're smart and you're wise, but you're not. You're wise in your own eyes. And it leads to trouble. It leads like us sheep. It leads us astray. So you, know, you ought to be worried for kids, but you also ought to be worried about grown-ups. Because grown-ups can be just as foolish as well. And sometimes it's uh, our friends that we pick who say they're our friends who have the greatest influence over us, more so than we realize. If you're taking notes, throw this up on the screen there, uh, BC, and help me out. Uh, in my notes, I jotted this down. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. That's a good line. So hope you get that job that you interviewed for. Hope you get that promotion. Hope you get somebody to help you with your uh, counseling so you and your spouse can get along better and communicate better. Hope you find the right place to go and get a little help there. You want some help, you need to find people who will tell you the truth and people who will be loyal, people who are wise. You need to make sure they don't have an agenda that's for themselves, but they just want to be someone in your corner when you really need somebody who cares. And so show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Pick better friends. Be a picky picker. Say amen. That's the place to start in 2024. Eliminate some of the names that you feel obligated to. Let them go. Let them go. And pray for them, but let them go. Friends will determine the quality and direction of our life in 2024. Not your money, and not your car, and not your home. Not your clothes. Friends, be a picky picker. Three suggestions from Proverbs might help finding better friends. Let me give those to you. Here's the first. Learn how to walk around every day with those who are wise in God's eyes, not in their own eyes. Walk around with wise in God's eyes if you desire to be wise as well. Wisdom that comes from God. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Look at that verse. Let's look at that. Here's what it says. Spend time. Send text messages, media, social media. I, I don't know. When we talk about walking, I'm not talking about just walking down the road together. I, I mean, whether you're driving, riding, walking, texting, messaging, writing in any form, fashion, Whoever you spend time with, spend time with those who are wise in God's eyes, and you have this opportunity then to also become wise. For a companion of foolish people, like, you know, the goat on the wrong side of the road, a companion of fools suffers harm. You can follow him, them, whomever, and end up in somebody's green grass and get you in a lot of trouble. So gospel truth. Here it is in Proverbs in the Bible. 
about every one of us, the reason that we follow some of the voices who say they're our friend and sometimes they're not is that we have this desire that's part of being a human being to be accepted. Like a magnet, we're drawn to somebody who says they accept us. Problem is, not everybody who tells us they accept us really accept us. They've got an agenda themselves. But it's, it's the weakness that we have. And I'll tell you what happens when somebody tells you, I want to be your friend, and it sounds like they agree with everything we agree with. As soon as that happens, somebody says, I want to be your buddy friend or whatever, we let our guard down. You, your defenses. Or I'm looking for some kind of red flag here, you know, something to warn me, like maybe I don't want to talk to this person. But when they start sounding like they really agree with you on everything that are your strong opinions, I like your big old truck. Yeah. Let me see yours. Yeah, you got a big old truck. Yeah. Pretty soon we feel like we line up pretty good together. And you let your guard down, your defenses, and you begin to weaken your values and character because somebody says, I want to be your friend. Maybe not. Say amen? Yeah, it does happen. It happens to people like us all the time. And that's why there's this warning that we be really careful and be on our guard because usually we can let our guard down. And the opposite is true as well about this thing with acceptance. And because people are just people. If somebody rejects you, it feels like, you know, if somebody rejects us, we shut down. We won't, we won't open up at all. We won't talk at all. And so we can go to both extremes. We can go to this extreme of letting people in that probably we shouldn't be a friend and let her guard down, or we can go the other way when somebody seems to disagree with us and might say, hey, don't do that, and reject us because they have a strong opinion, and then we won't even talk to them. I'm not going to that church. I'm not going to read the Bible. I don't want to hear that. So people are tough. People are hard to work with. And we can be a sheep that ends up acting like a goat and just get stubborn. Say stubborn? Yeah. Why does any of this matter? Why does this stuff about picking friends who are wise matter? Now you might say, I've got these friends and man, they're got some tr they got some they got some issues. You might say, I've got some friends and they've got some issues. But I'm not I'm never gonna do that. I'm just there to help them. Ever heard that before? <laughs> yeah. Well, you might not ever do what it is that they're doing, but if you hang out with them. If you hang out with a dog that's got fleas, pretty soon you got fleas too, buddy. And you're going to have some kind of impact just hanging out with other people, even if you never do what they do. And if you never cross that road or that barrier or that line in the dirt and say, I would never do something like that, the trick is that we end up associating with people that we can find ourselves in some trouble as well. So it really does matter a whole lot. Remember Proverbs tells us there's only two kind of people in the world. One of them that Proverbs described last week in chapter 1 is those who are wise and the other is someone who is foolish. Who's a wise person? A wise person can identify what's right and what's wrong and can listen to God and can find a path to follow that will 
be positive and be uh, healthy. And so you, you keep your focus. Say focus. If you put your hand to the plow and you look that way, God says if you're headed toward God and you're headed toward heaven and you're headed toward a, a family and a future and you're headed toward things that God can bless, then put your hand to the plow and don't look back. Don't get a crooked roll going here because you're looking over your shoulder what other people are doing. Just head straight there. That's a wise person. But a foolish person is the other guy who can't plow a straight row, man. They can't stay clean and sober for two weeks, two months, two years. They can't figure out a healthy relationship, never have, don't have any kind of family tree they put together and built something that's going to last for eternity. They just don't know. They're wiggling all over the place. So there's two kinds of people that are described. They're one foolish and one is wicked, one is righteous, one is not. And uh, you'd be naive You'd be thinking uh, maybe not in a, some kind of simple way that other people will change. Sometimes they just don't care. Sometimes people just, we're trying to help them, but you give them good advice. If you smoke three or four packs a day, you're going to end up really, really sick. If you drink that much alcohol, it's going to really make you, sooner or later, you're going to have a problem with your health. You know, if you hang out with that person, you're going to end up, losing your relationship with your family, your wife, your husband. If you drive like that, you're probably going to hurt somebody else. We, we listen to people and we try to guide people, but human behavior, it's not rocket science. It really is just the truth about us. Sometimes uh, we just don't realize that our friends are foolish and we're associating with people that sooner or later we may suffer ourselves it may be fatal. You may be with somebody else and lose your life. It happens. It has happened to some of you. It's happened to you. You know some of your family members. It's happened too. Just associating with other people. I told the story last night. I guess I can tell it again. I played YMCA basketball in Texas for years and loved playing pickup games and uh I met a guy, uh, met a guy, African-American guy, four brothers, there were four of them, and Connie, Connie and I met the mother and the grandmother, they, they actually had a gospel group, the, sang gospel music, the grandma and mama, they all got these boys together, they had great voices, and the Zachary boys, their last name was Zachary, and uh, James Zachary was the guy that I met playing basketball. And James ended up playing high school football and played college football and ended up playing NFL professional football. He played for the New York Giants and was really good and made a lot of money and was pretty famous. And so he came back one summer to our, our town in Texas for pickup games and maybe about a block away from the YMCA one morning as he was headed to the YMCA, somebody uh, shot him and killed him. And... He's, he was dead years ago. You can Google James Zachary, and you can see his name that he played for the New York Giants in the NFL. But his life ended because he was in the wrong part of town with the wrong kind of people at the wrong time of day. And uh, so it, it can be a fatal decision that we sometimes make by getting in with the wrong crowd. Say amen? And some people uh, are foolish. 
and we need to pick better friends before it's too late. So it's a warning. Pick good friends, pick better friends, pick those who are wise. We sometimes think we can control this and it's not going to affect us, some kind of relationship. It's a bad relationship. And Solomon warns us, even if you don't do what they do, you're going to suffer some kind of sadness. It is a trap. And so ask yourself this question before you get in a car with anybody, before you leave with anybody. Is this the kind of person that I would want to be? If you see any red flags at all and their behavior, their attitude, their actions, you need to get out and stop right there and pick another friend because they're really not your friend. It's going to lead you to somewhere that you're going to suffer in some way and sometimes it's tragic. Here's number two. Not only about needing friends who are wise so we can follow them and become wise too, we also need somebody that's loyal and will stick with us through any kind of weather. Some people throw you to the curb throw you under the bus when they find out you lost your job or you got divorced we don't talk anymore to those kind of people is what they say sometimes people who they claimed were your friend really weren't your friend they had an agenda what they really meant is as long as you meet my expectations I'll be your friend journey is a place let me tell you this let me tell you this I don't know if you figured this out yet. If you if this is your first Sunday here and this is the first time that you ever saw us online, I'm going to tell you the truth. Jesus Church has an agenda. Jesus Church, every Jesus Church has an agenda. And that agenda is our agenda the last 17 years of journey. And it is to help you become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And there are times that you get tired of hearing Bobby D say, hey, where you been? What are you doing? Where's your volunteer time? Where's your time, talent, and treasure? Some of you would rather say, I'm busy or I'm somewhere else. But I'm telling you, there's an agenda here, and it's not about us. It's about you. We want you to become the best person version in God's eyes that you can possibly be. So we want you to become a fully devoted follower of Christ a mature follower of Christ, not just somebody who has a relationship with God and has a Savior named Jesus, but we want you to become the best version you can be so that you become a disciple of God, of Jesus, not just a follower. There are a lot of followers in the seats, but who, who are the disciples that will go and make another disciple of somebody who doesn't know that God's for them too? So our agenda is to tell you the truth that Hey, guys, this is what God expects. This is not easy button kind of thing. This is a commitment kind of thing. This takes your time, talent, and treasure and wraps it all up so that you might grow. Serving, not sitting, is how you grow. Being a volunteer is how you grow. Doing something, caring about people, and showing acts of kindness to strangers, and that everybody is a friend. And so when you walk in the door, no matter what you look like, whether you drove here or walked here, whether you have on new clothes or no clothes, whatever your attire is, what, is that the best you got? That's all you got. We accept you because Jesus accepts you. We start with you there. We want to be your friend because Jesus wants to be your friend. And we'll tell that to every person, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight, whoever you are. Amen? You have mixed up ideas about your sexuality. Who doesn't in this culture that we live in? If you don't know God, you're going to really be confused. Come on in here. We'll love you anyway. I'm not kidding you. Just come on in here. We'll help you and God get together in some way that you figure this out. 
what is the truth of the Bible. But we're not going to judge you. God forbid. I mean, we're not perfect. We're not the, but the churches that follow Jesus and tell other people that Jesus is for everybody, they have an agenda. And that agenda is follow the best model for making a disciple is first be a friend. With me? We want to be your friend. And so if I walk past you and I haven't shaken your hand this morning, shame on me. Because I should stop for a second and shake everybody's hand. I'm just one guy. And so should the rest of you fellows here and the rest of you girls. Because you want to be a friend. Because that's the best model for really making a disciple, a fully developed follower of Christ, is start with friendship. So let's just be better friends. Got it? Say amen. amen. Yeah. With your biker group, HD, with your band group on the hilltop, whoever you are, with your small group that meets somewhere, with your recovery group, whoever, you know, whatever recovery group you're in, wherever you work, whatever you do, whatever truck you drive, tractor that you get a handle on, I don't care what you do, mom, dad, single, married, just be better neighbors, be better friends, because that's the best model for actually making a disciple. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let's do that in 2024. And that's what this says. A real friend who is loyal through all kinds of weather. A family that sticks together during times of trouble. That's what it takes. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. Won't walk out the door. Won't throw you under the bus. So find your friends. Pick your posse. And uh, be careful. Make sure you're wise. Ask God for some wisdom. Is this person really my friend or are they here just for something they can get from me or take from me? Are they someone who will love me and stick with me through thick or thin? If they're not, you need to, you need to offload that person. Get them out of your phone. Get them off of your list of calls that you take each day. Stop taking that call. Say amen. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 19. Many curry favor with a ruler. Somebody who's got wealth or somebody's got a job or got a car or got a business, got a house. Yeah, I want to be your friend. And everyone is a friend of a man who gives gifts. Everybody wants to be a friend as long as you're on top. But there are not as many that are loyal when you're going through a bad season. Yeah. Jesus' friends and his church will be your friend. Journey will be your friends. And Journey's not the only one. Those who follow Jesus and his church will be your friend. So just be careful, be wise, look for people who are loyal. And here's number three. Here's something that maybe you struggle with, but I hope I've been transparent enough today that you realize that when I, when I text you and ask you, where are you at? And what are you doing? I'm not trying to be bossy and I'm not trying to be nosy. I'm trying to tell you that I miss you, and God misses you, and we need to gather, because it's when we gather that we get stronger, in Jesus' name. Some of you had great Christmas fellowship, because you've got a big family here, and there's just something about getting them all together in the same place. It encourages us when we can all get together. It does. 
And that's what God had in mind for the church. Koinonia, fellowship, gathering. Not just get preached at, but fellowship. It's this koinonia and fellowship of encouragement that we receive from being together. So you do matter to the family of God when you don't come. You're missed. We're missing something at the table. We're missing somebody at the table. And that's why sometimes old Bobby D or Brian or anybody else on our lead team or those people that you're a part of their team as a volunteer and they're kind of the captain, Jason at the coffee bar, Pam at the coffee bar, Connie with the worship band. I'm telling you, that's the reason we follow up with you is because we want to be your friend and we want to keep you growing and going. And if if you've gotten out a little bit and got on somebody's yard somebody eating somebody's green grass like the goat we're going to say get back in here fella what are you doing where you been say amen that's how you do it that's how you do it you guys can do it and that's what god wants us to do every single person who is a follower of jesus should become a disciple who makes a disciple you should mature and grow and become all you can and we'll help you do it So wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Sometimes it feels like the preacher's too nosy or that hurt or why did you tell me that? I told you that because you're eating somebody else's green grass and get on back home. That's why I said it. And you need to be willing to listen to a friend that you can trust who's loyal and will be with you through thick and thin and not going to judge you but is going to tell you the truth when you need to hear the truth. Wounds from a friend, Proverbs 27, verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, let me give you a kiss, honey. Flattery gets you nowhere. Not not ultimately. You're not helping somebody. Just trying to flatter somebody that's being stupid. I'm telling you, that doesn't help a bit. You're not going to help your kids by trying to flatter them and say, oh, it's everybody else's fault. If, if they're being stupid at school, if, they're being, if their behavior is not acceptable, then you support the teacher. You support the bus driver. You support whoever found out, like, this ain't going to work. You get them home, you tell them, that ain't going to work. Say amen? You can't flatter your kids trying to have a friendship. Tell them the truth. They need you to be honest. They need guidance. They need to know when we got out of the place we're supposed to be and we're on somebody else's yard right now. That ain't going to work. So I'm just telling you, this all makes sense. It is something that we have to do to have a friend who's going to confront us when we need it. In our culture that we're living in today, people tell us that, you know, what we need to hear, what we want to hear, they just tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear. And that's not going to make any, that's really not going to help us at all. Oh, don't worry about it. Keep eating the green grass all you want. Proverbs says, a friend that's willing to wound you not out of anger or hate or revenge, but out of love is somebody that's willing to say, that's not right for you. You've got to stop that. I've told some of you that. I've told some who were here before like that. But it is the truth, and it's not because I'm mad at you, and it's not because I'm trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you, and I'm not here to flatter you. I'm to tell you the truth, and that's what God wants all of us to do, and you can do the same. So here's the bottom line. Bottom line is choose wisely your inner circle because that's really going to determine your future in 2024. I'm happy that some of you have got new opportunities lined up, new jobs, new homes, new relationships, 
new opportunities for the future. But I tell you what, choose your circle of friends wisely, your four or five people that you talk to the most because uh, they, they, they hold your future in their hands because they're going to be the ones that you follow, good or bad. Say amen. We're going to take communion, and I'm going to get these guys back here to pass communion. And I'm going to get a cup. And let me tell you the verse I want to use. Let them grab these trays. Go ahead and pass the cups. Hold on to this. And then I'll tell you what I want to say about this before we take the communion. If you're at home, find some kind of communion. It could be a cracker or a piece of bread, a little cup of juice or water. got a couple minutes so take your time sheep who follows the shepherd, the good shepherd, not act like some goat, wants to break out of the sheep pen, climb through a hole in the fence, to go somewhere the grass looks greener. If we're going to become better in 2024, as the version that God wants us to be. We need friends. Good friends. Loyal friends. Wise friends. Friends that will stick to stick with us through thick and thin. And friends who will tell us the truth and not try to flatter us. I did a funeral last week for Bob Gregg. And he was on the front page of the Centennial Democrat. And it was well deserved. He deserved everything at the eulogy that everybody said about him. Five, six hundred people at the high school had the big send-off, the big band party. Probably another thousand people watched online. He had a big influence in the state of Kentucky in music. I knew him very well. I, I had done funerals for their family, and now I've done a funeral for Bob. Before Connie and I flew away for Christmas, my last goodbye with Bob at the hospital in Lexington. I prayed with him. I held his hand. Kissed him on the forehead. And I walked away to the door at the hospital looked at him eyeball to eyeball and I said 
if you leave before I get back, I'll find you on the other side. He didn't blink an eye. We, we made a connection. We looked right at each other. And he did not fear what was ahead. He knew. And the verse that he quoted me as I kissed his forehead was the same verse that he gave me every time I saw him. It was John 14. In my father's house are many rooms or mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you so that when I go there, you may come and be there with me also. And so Jesus spoke those words on Thursday night. It's called the Last Supper. He gave those words to his 12 friends, and they had no idea what was about to happen next. He said, I'm going to be arrested, and they're going to take my life. I'm going to be punished and persecuted, but I'm going to take away the sin of the world. But his disciples didn't know what that meant. And so Jesus gave this reassurance that come what may, no matter what happens next, don't you ever doubt that I've not prepared a place for you to come and join me next. I've watched a man die and I've done his funeral who quoted that verse to me. Do you believe that verse? Is that your verse? Because you are going to die as well and somebody will do your funeral and myself as well. Do you believe that push away fear when it comes that moment where you breathe your last breath and you close your eyes on earth but you open them next in heaven? We need friends who can teach us and guide us that we have confidence, not fear of death, but confidence in knowing what comes next. It's not over, it's the beginning. And that's what this represents. That's what communion is about. This is this Lord's Supper, communion time, and it wasn't a sermon. It was his opportunity to talk to his friends and to reassure them, I'm your friend. And now you be a friend to another. This isn't just for you and I that we have forgiveness of sins. This is for you and I to grow up and have this confidence of what happens when you are in a hospital or you're in a place where it's your last breath and last moment and you have this confidence and reassurance from God that you know where you're headed that he's prepared a place for you too and that you can share that with somebody else no more sickness no more sadness no more fear how do we do that Jesus is the best friend a person could ever have. Do you know him? Together? The cup. Let me pray. God, I pray that you would push away doubt and despair and failure and fear sad feelings. May we rejoice that we didn't lose, but we have won the victory through Jesus and the cross. May we be so certain of that, that we have no hesitation when our last moment comes, that we know where we're going next, that we are going to go and be with you. May we know that for sure and help someone else 
know that because we want to be their friend. May we guide that conversation to another. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your cups in the baskets. Put an offering in the plate. Help us pay the bills, whatever we can do. And I saw some of you come in early and you put something in the Tide jug. Put something in there. If you got pocket change that you didn't spend this morning, drop that in there and we'll help somebody who's having a tough day today. We'll help them too. Thank you guys for being here. I hope you come back for part three next week. You guys who are home with us, uh, let us know how to pray for you. And uh, let's be a friend. As Jesus is our best friend, let's be a friend this week to people, to everybody we meet. Let's smile and go the extra mile. Do whatever we can. Make someone our friend too. We're going to sing that song. You guys are